Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. Lynn Carey, who is a chiropractor and author of My Journey to Grace. Lynn, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you tonight, Timothy? I am fantastic. Thanks so much for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yep. I'm kind of, I guess I was thinking about that question. I was like, I'm kind of boring. I just like to read. I love books. I love going to the beach. I love taking walks and doing yoga and hanging out with my son. So nothing crazy. I got you. I got you. Reading, yoga, beach, hanging out with your son. Um, do you live close to a beach? Yes, I do. I live in South Beach. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Very nice, very nice. And are you still a practicing chiropractor? Like that's your day-to-day and that's what your day-to-day looks like? So I don't practice anymore. I had my own practice for 18 years in Delaware. That's where I'm from originally. But my dream was to move to Miami Beach and to build my online business. I'm entrepreneur at heart and kind of help people with more of their lifestyle than just in a practice setting. I'm like, I could adjust you all day long. But if you're not working on yourself in all these other areas of your life, you know, then you're not going to have ultimate well-being. So I Made the move six years ago, and I moved to Miami Beach, and it's just been heaven. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, that is so awesome. I love to hear it. Love to hear people going after their dreams and goals, hence my podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so tell us a bit more about what your day-to-day looks like. What transformation are you exactly helping people get? Like, just take us on a little deep dive. Okay. Yeah, so when I was in practice, I saw that, you know, what was like a common theme? Why people weren't getting better or would they come in with the same problem all the time? Obviously people could come in just for wellness adjustments because I'm a very holistic, I was very holistic chiropractor. Um, But I just, it just bothered me. You start analyzing people's lives and the stories they tell you and working on people. And I saw, I'm like, the main, you know, thing that's controlling people is that they're living in the rat race, mm-hmm. you know? And I was aware of that twofold. Like when I opened my practice, I realized no one taught me about business or money. I had to figure that out on my own. And there was a lot of things I opened up on passion and principle. I just wanted to tell the whole world they could heal themselves. And I didn't like, I didn't want to take insurance and do like play medical doctor because I wasn't trying to fix people. I wasn't trying to, um, you know, give them a prognosis or a diagnosis or tell them how many times they get adjusted. It's for wellness. So I wanted it to be simple and it was just a lot of stuff that I had to sort through and figuring out the finances. I came across a a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he just totally turned my world upside down because he talked about creating asset income versus trading time for money, which I was already just trading time for money because it can only adjust to many people. But what I saw is just working on people. That was the common theme. They were trading time for money. So they were stressed. If they were sick, they couldn't take time off, Yep. right? Um, 
how they took care of their health was dictated by their their bank account. I mean, unless their insurance covered it, if they wanted to do alternative, buy organic, um, I don't know, all that was determined by how much they brought in. A lot of people were just living, making ends meet. They weren't dreaming. They weren't, they didn't have purpose anymore. And I'm like, this is going to slowly kill them. Yep. Like their life force is going to just keep getting more and more dim. And I saw that. And so that was kind of the platform why I jumped off into doing a little more entrepreneurial ventures. Um, but that was the foundation of it. I gotcha. I gotcha. And so I noticed you said Rich Dad Poor Dad. A lot of real estate investors will talk a lot about Rich Dad Poor Dad too. Are you interested in real estate or is your asset income mainly businesses? Yeah. Well, now it's business. And um, it's my online business. I'm into network marketing because I like the fact that it can, the company I'm with, I like that I can do healthy living. People can be um, come healthy from the inside out. Um, but the financial freedom aspect and uh, mindset and personal development, it's kind of like my perfect business in a box. You know, wow. it's like thing that I advocate for. But I started with real estate investing because when you follow Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, and this was back in, my first venture was 2003. Um, he only he only talked about uh, rental income, right, as passive income, and I understood that at the time because things weren't full blown for me, at least. I was very slow to the internet world, but I also had a practice. I thought I could buy a building, put my practice in it, and rent out other spaces, so that would also create a passive income for me. So that's where I started, and I did um, rental income, but you know it's a lot of risk. People don't tell you the whole picture, a lot of repairs, maintenance, tenants out, a lot of stress. And then I got caught in that crash when it hit. I wasn't positioned properly because I had my son in 2006 and then the market crashed on me right after. And I really needed to like liquidate things and change things around. But it was just like, everything was like frozen because yeah. it crashed so bad. So that's why I feel like I've been researching for so long different tools for people like what's the most risk what's the least risk and how can you create um a peaceful life because it's not just about the money it's like what kind of lifestyle do you want you know yeah. so all those factors come into it 100 percent. and i noticed you said network marketing and what i really like about network marketing is the fact that one i like that people stand firm in it even though it gets a bad rap i feel yeah. like um, you know, entrepreneurship will get a bad rap from people and then network marketing gets like a worse rap than entrepreneurship, but it's so key. It's like the baseline fundamentals of entrepreneurship in the sense that it's like you are focusing on people. And really when you're doing network marketing, you're just growing people and inviting them into a product that's going to change their life and into an opportunity that can change their life, which is really cool. And you get to do a lot of the mindset work, self um, improvement work just side by side with the people that you're bringing into the program or the people that are above you that brought you in, whatever it may be. Um, and so I really like network marketing because people are like the true assets, you know, they're, they're not going to go away in a depression. So. No, you nailed it. You, you described it perfectly. And I guess I've always been, I I've always kind of been on ignorance on fire because chiropractic changed my life and I can share with you why. But when I got in, I just knew we can heal ourselves. The whole medical paradigm is backwards and people need hope that they can heal themselves and empower themselves to heal themselves. But when I got, but I was in a cocoon 
of chiropractors in chiropractic school where we really lived different. We looked at the world different. And when I got into practice, I realized people didn't have that support. They didn't have that four years to like change your mindset on how the body heals and learn. And then they were going to the rest of their, you know, they would see me for, you know, a few minutes a day, once a week or whatever, once a month. And then they'd go back into their world and they weren't doing the personal development. They didn't have healthy habits. They had, you know, stuck at a job or a dead end job or something they didn't like, and they weren't living their dreams. And I'm like, I want to get in there. And first, I didn't even know about network marketing, but I was like, we got to fix this. Like, this is depressing. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to see what I just see in need. I just keep looking and I look at for myself. I just keep researching. I, I kind of like, I might be like a snail doing the race, but like, I have to find the answers for myself and they have to resonate for a reason. You know, I'm very like practical too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about um, how being a chiropractor and what you learned changed your life and how it can change the lives of the people listening who may not know this information. Yeah, definitely. So, so, you know, it's funny, and I say this, chiropractic, our profession is very, um, there's a wide range of things going on in my profession. A lot of things I don't agree with. So, you, you can probably have the good and bad in any profession, right? Like we say network marketing can get a bad rap, but there's so many good, so it's misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I think chiropractic's misunderstood because I can tell someone I'm a chiropractor and like, oh, I have a pain in my neck. And I'm like, it's not about the pain. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, my, and my journey, I think is so unique. So when I was a teenager, I had spinal surgery for scoliosis, which is, you know, when you, they check you in school for the curved spine, so, and I, if I knew what I knew today, I would have never had that done, but I just was raised like everybody else. You do what the doctor tells you. And, you know, and I had, they put Harrington rods in my spine and I was lucky that they took them out a year later because most people get that. And those rods are in your spine, fusing it till you, till you die. Oof. And that's like the worst thing. I mean, this is a standard medical procedure. This is what, this is what opened my eyes to different perspectives. So what we consider normal in the medical world causes so much harm to the body. Like mm. that's one example. So after I had that surgery, the surgery, according to them, was a success. But I was sick and in pain for about five years after and no one could help me. I would go to different doctors and not just pain, like sciatic pain. You know, I, I remember falling in the shower because the pain was so bad. Like you get to the point where you don't you can't even put yourself somewhere. But like not only that, but. Like my immune system was so weak. I got the chickenpox. I got um, strep throat for like six months straight because they kept giving me the antibiotics and then it would flare up again. Like my whole immune system was shot, you know, just, just depressed, everything. So when I got to this and nobody could help me. So I kept asking the doctor, why do I keep getting sick? And they're like, well, let me just write you a stronger prescription. And I was like, well, this, isn't, this is crazy. This isn't helping me. Mm-hmm. So I was just in college because I was doing what I was told. You got to go to college to get a degree, to get a good job. But, you know, and I was like floundering, like in pain. I'm depressed. I hate what life is showing me. And I don't know what to do with my life. And I was looking at different things. And a friend of mine's father was going to a chiropractor and gave me the philosophy, like the sheet. And it just like my whole world changed. I read the pamphlet on chiropractic and it said the power that made the body heals the body. And I was like, why didn't someone tell me this sooner? What is this? So I I just started looking into it and I didn't even get adjusted. I just went, I went to chiropractic school. Can you imagine? And I was like, 
a unique specimen because my spine, people couldn't believe I had that surgery. Oh my God, they did that to you, you know? And I was like the guinea pig for everybody, you know, checking out a weird spine and, you know, and, um, but it just talked about like, as you sit here, like we take for granted that we're alive. Like think of all the functions that your body does just as we're sitting here. You can't consciously control all that. Your heart, your lungs, your kidneys. I mean, but yet, why don't we honor when it's symptomatic? Like your body's doing its job when it's symptomatic. It's just rebalancing itself. Now, if you go into chronic symptoms, it's because something's out of whack in your life. Your energy flow is off. So I just wanted the people to start getting in tune with why is your energy flow off? You have to start asking yourself questions. Why are you experiencing this? And that's, that's what I wanted to empower people with. Become your own best doctor. Question your medical doctor. Question all your alternative doctors. Question everything they tell you because I believe everything can heal. And I, you know, I mean, my spine's not normal and I live perfectly normal now. Yeah. And so that was the place that I really, for me, it wasn't like a quick fix. The adjustments just weren't a quick fix, but it got me in tune with the energy of my body. I understood what was going on and I lost the fear. I lost the fear. That I, I, that I couldn't heal, and that changed everything. Mm. I love that. So for somebody who's listening to this, and maybe they're on a lot of prescription drugs, or you know they have some sort of chronic body issue, or whatever it may be, whatever health issue it is, they want to question their doctor, but they don't have the kind of backdrop of knowledge. Where would you tell them to go to like read about alternative, like, just alternatives to the doctor, whether it be going to another doctor or reading some book or watching some YouTube video, like where do people go to even be able to question well? Cause I feel like asking the wrong question can then also take you down the wrong path. And so, yes. So I, that's kind of what I wrote my book for. I put a lot of resources in there that people can, it's like a kind of like a, a little blueprint that you can start there with resources on where to start with these things but like louise hay are you familiar with louise hay you can heal your body i'm not oh okay she's fantastic she has since passed but i mean she has a whole hay house publishing she i mean they they produce all these self-help books but um she, she has how your body heals also like the symptom and what the emotion is behind the symptom it's it's so powerful the negative emotion, and then she gives you a positive affirmation. So it's like a place to start to say, oh, maybe I'm having this pain or this symptom, this this negative mindset matches. See, yeah. that's a place. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's a chiropractor. He's fantastic. The placebo effect, or you are the placebo, right? That's a great book. I did um, not know he was a chiropractor. Chiropractor, yep. And he actually, I think he was a chiropractor first and he had his own healing story because he had an accident, right? But then he went, I believe, I could be saying this wrong. I've read three of his books, but I I, offhand, um, I think then he went to become um, a neurophysicist, I believe. He went like one more step to really study the dynamics of neurology afterwards, I believe. That's what I associate with him now. Like, yeah, because he wanted to do the research to show how we, our minds, are actually creating our physical body. And you know, that my first five years in practice, and this is back in from 1998 to 2003, like it wasn't that common. 
my what what I took from it, I mean, I had my own like awakening too and working on people, like all these things were coming together for me. And I realized I'm like, there is no disease. We're creating it because of our beliefs and the way we handle it. You just listen to how people talk. When people come in my office, I could tell if they're gonna heal or not because I could tell the words the way the way they viewed it. Mm. You can't pick people. And it's a very delicate topic because you have to be very careful how you say that. You want to give people hope, but you don't want to um, not acknowledge what they're going through. And that that was never my intention. I just wanted to give people hope that, hey, see through this. Because the disease could be your greatest opportunity for an awakening. Like, do I think I should have had that surgery? No. But would I change it? No. Because I don't live in the fear of disease anymore. Like, I am so free. And I wish I could give that to people. But the thing is, you have to get there on your own. It's the inner work. Yeah. So I think you can have your medical doctor. I think you can have, go to a naturopath, go to a chiropractor, go to different holistic people, right? Who, whatever you resonate with, see what they say. Start reading this, the personal development books. But really, you know where you, the greatest place to start is like, start journaling, like write down your thoughts, pay attention to your thoughts, the patterns. I always say maybe if you if you if you really can't get in tune because sometimes our negative habits are like an invisible web. They're so normal to us that we don't. I mean, I'm guilty of this too. The stuff I'm uncovering for myself lately is like, oh my gosh, yep. you know, how did I not see this before? But I guess there was a million other layers I was peeling away before. But if they just start writing down what they're grateful for, write down like what you're inspired by. Like, yeah, start getting in tune with that little voice within because it's going to tell you why you're feeling the way you are. But people don't want to acknowledge, like, they would come in my practice and I'd say, well, what's going on in your life? Everything's fine. I just have this pain. And then they would tell me about their day. Timothy, I was, I was exhausted listening to their day. I was like, <laughs> normal. But this is how disconnected we've become. Oh, and yeah. this is why I'm passionate. I'm like, look, if you're worried about money, it's going to come out in your body. If you're stressed out with your relationships with family or a significant other, going to come out as cancer or something you know what i mean like it can come out it, it, because it's all energy and if you're not dealing with it here your body's trying to process that energy so it they if medical people love to label it but for me it's just dis-ease it's not a disease it can all be broken down because your body is always making itself new so if you learn to get into that flow changes everything but that's your job and that's how we can become master creators right yeah, that's why I want people to like, you got to look at every area of your life, you know, how many toxins you're putting in, how toxic are your relationships, how toxic are your thoughts, what's going on with with your money flow, it's all energy. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love that you say it, because it seems like it's a very um, elusive concept. But the more you really just start to look at life, it's like, <laughs> it really it, it just hits different when you start to realize and you just get further and further along of like, um, you know, you realize it more and more. The <laughs> I'm like speechless right now. Like, no, how, how... like <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. exactly. The, I started reading it um, with in Napoleon Hill's books, like thinking grow rich and the law of success. He would talk about how, um, you know, just our thoughts are so powerful and how um, when you you can like literally think stuff into existence. And then Bob Proctor would talk about being on a certain vibration 
and he'd be like, I don't get sick. And I don't get sick because I'm not on a sick vibration. And when he said that, I was like, well, hold up now. But then you watch The Secret. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. And you see people like that that one dude who was paralyzed. like, And the doctor was like, you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. He's like, I'm going to walk out of here in six months. And then six months later, he walks out of the hospital before Christmas. And it's just like, it's so insane how much your thoughts just will keep you trapped in where you are. And there'll be that web that you were talking about. And I'll catch myself in it during my day to day of like, I'll start to get down on myself and I'll start thinking stuff. I'm like, wait, what? Like, why are you, why are you literally thinking that right now? It's only. Like, how did I get here? Like all of a sudden, like I feel myself going down like a negative spread. I'm thinking something. I'm like, how did I start thinking about that? Like, Mm -hmm. what am I here with that? I can't even define that, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I love that you um, are just bringing our attention to that because it is so important to realize how much power you have over your life. And the placebo effect, for any skeptics out there, just look at the placebo effect. Like that is widely acknowledged across everybody. Like everybody acknowledges that. And that is solely belief. So, um, you know, take a look at that. Totally. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about your motivation what really gets you up and keeps you going every day well i'll tell you what the turning point for me was um i did mission trips to brazil in the early late like 1999 to 2001 once once a year i went and i started really understanding energy and by the third trip the first one i had we were in such a high vibration we were i went with a group of chiropractors and we adjusted people there just for free, just bringing chiropractic there. And the vibration was so high. I never felt anything like that. And I couldn't keep it. When I got back, I crashed and I went into such a depressed state. Like, oh, I don't know what that was. I just tapped into something, but now I can't, I don't feel it now. And I had a feeling like with something, I'm like, I think we're supposed to be in that vibration, but I couldn't register what happened to me. But by the third trip, I got really sick because I had bug bites all over me. I I was fever. I was growing up it was just crazy and I barely made it back home on flights like 13 hours back and but what but like a week it took about a week for the symptoms to clear up by that point I don't do anything medical because I really don't want anything that they have to offer they they played around with me enough like I don't want their drugs I don't want anything cut out so I don't get tested on anything I don't want their input I don't want their auto suggestion that I have something so I just work I work it out but I don't have any fear you know I'm not saying everybody can do that but I have more fear going to them so I just need to be with myself and the symptoms cleared, but I felt like I had this entity on me like this. And I didn't know what that meant. And this lady that adjust, I was adjusting in my office said, you know, you're carrying a lot of darkness. She said, do Epsom salt baths for a week. Tell the darkness to go to the light, light a white candle. So I did that. And I was just open to it because she read my mind and I, cause I didn't tell her this. And I felt like a new person. And I went into this, bliss state and it lasted for like 18 months mm-hmm. and the only and I really believe that's our natural vibration we've come down into this 3d like dense reality and we forgot we're spiritual but I think we're remembering to live and that's heaven on earth to me like that gray state like because you look at your problems there's been problems like you laugh like I would literally be laughing at everything I'm like we thought that was a problem this is kind of silly or you just have compassion for everybody and you just know everybody's gone through the same thing and it's just like this you're blissed out. It's like falling in love, but there's no other person. It's you. 
Yeah. So I was living in that place. So once I, once I found that, my first motivation was telling everybody they could heal themselves. But once I found the gray state, I'm like, what gets me out of bed now is to remember that gray state every day. And I really want my intention is to become the master creator that we are meant to be like for myself to become a master creator and to help other people do the same, to remember who they are, that they have that gray state within, they have the power within and that they can create their desired life too. That's what fires me up. Like that's probably what's fun for me. Like that's my recreation. Like I just find so much joy in that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you described the grace state as, um, you know, feeling like you're falling in love, but there's not another person. It's you. And I think you're really onto something there because I think at our just baseline nature, like love is just what we're put here for, you know, and yeah. it's a it's a naturally expansive thing. And so when you were talking about being in the gray state and you just having compassion for everybody and just loving everybody and, you know, realizing everybody's going through the same thing, you know, I, I just think it's captures love so well. And as I'm like, I'm Christian, I love reading the Bible. And the more I like learn about this stuff and self-improvement, and then I tie it up to Bible verses, I'm like, huh, this like, isn't so different, really. And you just, yeah, yeah. And, um, I don't know. I just like that expansive nature of love and the grace state. And is that why you titled your book, My Journey to Grace? Yeah, because it was once my journey to grace, it changed everything. And then I feel like I found all these tools to live outside the mainstream system, because that's what I've always been searching for. So I'm like, okay, we're all doing this. This doesn't make sense. We're all doing this. This doesn't make sense. And I, I'm like, there has to be another way. And so that's kind of, that's just how my, once I just I questioned everything growing up, but I was just told I was crazy and didn't know anything. And you'll see when you're an adult, you know, I didn't have a really, I mean, I don't blame my family, but they just weren't on a spiritual path. Yeah. They're just in the grind. Life is hard, you know, and it's perfect, right? I guess that was a perfect platform for me because I, I, it showed me everything that I didn't want. Yep. But when I found that truth about chiropractic, the power that made the body heals the body, my, my own healing journey, and then get into the gray state by default, because I didn't know we could feel like that. Yeah. It comes all, all the restlessness within. Like I would travel before because you need to get away. Now I travel to experience if I travel. Mm. You know, I can just be, stay home and just bliss out. Like I don't need to be busy all the time. I don't need to fill my day with all kinds of craziness. You know, it's just like you live more peacefully and purposefully. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And so for those people who are kind of, you know, stuck in the rat race, and I think we go back to the rat race so often, not because money is like, by any means, the most important thing on the planet, but just because it has such a strong hold over so many of us. And most of our days, honestly, are dictated by money. Like we have that eight to nine hours that Absolutely. we reserve. Yeah. Come on, hit me with it. <laughs> no, you, you nailed it. That's the thing. Like it isn't about the money but it controls every decision you make down to what you eat. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like what you eat, when you eat, right. like, who you eat with, like, it's no. so many, um, so many things. And so for that person that's stuck in the rat race right now and is trying to get over that money obstacle, which is that first barrier to freedom, I feel like it can be really scary to kind of step out and, try to pursue that grace state because hope can be a scary thing for people 
and hope of a better life can be a scary thing if they feel like it's going to get taken away. So talk to us about some of the kind of first things people can do to start stepping out of fear into like faith and grace. And also kind of when the thoughts come up, like when you take that first step and the thoughts try to pull you back in kind of how to deal with that. Yep. You got to find something that, um, resonates for you and and you may resonate with different authors i mean i love to read you listen to podcasts right you watch videos um you got to find what resonates with you like what is your main answer and i feel like that's what going back to the journaling like what are you questioning like what do you wish you could have like what do you want your life to look like and then why is it not that way you know that's probably a place to start because if it doesn't apply to you i could say hey do this this and this but you got to find at least where to start. What what's your most your your biggest pain point? I guess in mm-hmm. life, what what you need to solve. But like I have, oh, I have so many resources. That's why in, that I put in in my in my book. But like talking about the Bible verses, like are you familiar with? Um, there's two books I'm going to tell you about. Are you familiar with um, Florence Gobble Shin? I'm not. Okay, Florence Gobble Shin. It's the complete works. She was a metaphysical healer in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And she talks about law of attraction and she's so good. And so it's funny because I did a Bob Proctor year long coaching course. Yeah. And what, what I got out of Bob, which not only he, he was just a rock star about how his belief and how he made things. I, I needed someone in my life to just think like that because I didn't have people around me who felt that big. But his thing is always like, you have to keep repeating it, like reread it. He would reread a page or a, a chapter for like months at a time until he got it. Yep. And I find myself doing that now. So I have Florence Gobble Shin on my nightstand because I read that every day, a chapter a day, they're short chapters, but it's so empowering. Like if you want to start somewhere, get that book and just read that. It's like, and then the other one is they're similar. It's Neville Goddard. Are you familiar with Neville? I feel like I've heard of Neville, but I don't know what book you're talking about. So Well, he has a lot of little books, but if you get the big one, it's the power of imagination Mm. and it's the same thing and both of them put bible verses in there and and relate it to exactly how it's law of attraction is what they're describing it's so powerful i love it so you have to repeat so and and you know you're working on one layer at a time so i guess in my early years i i spent work understanding how the body works because i was in so much pain i didn't Mm. have a choice like I was in agony. So I had to learn to heal myself. And because nobody had the answer, even the chiropractor, they just couldn't adjust me and it, it wasn't going away. So I had to go through that. You know, you have to go through like understanding how to, you know, not that you have to be, but you under, you got to understand what you're eating and what you're putting in your mouth and why you're doing it. Like take the time to be yeah. mindful of these things, right? Um, another book, Anita Morhani, Dying to Be Me. She healed herself of cancer. Like you find the books where if, if health is your thing, find the books where people heal themselves. So you have inspiration and you find that support, question everything. Just keep questioning until you find the answer. I mean, we have the internet. You can look up anything, Literally. get all this information, right? Um, and so I think for me now, I'm in such a fine tune, tuning that um, it's like if I find myself with a limiting belief, I'm very sensitive or if I'm going down, like fears are coming up because I feel like I'm, I'm releasing a final piece about money, especially right now. This is something that I think um, I grew up with this, this struggle mindset, this not enough. And it was also a control thing. Like 
I grew up very Catholic. It was like, you have to be the martyr. You got to suffer that whole, that whole paradigm, you know? And, and I think I've carried that because I always kind of, part of me felt guilty for even collecting money on anything I did because I loved everything so much as yeah. a chiropractor, um, charging people. It felt weird. Um, even like with my network marketing, my investments, it was always this, this bringing in the money because I enjoyed myself, but I equate money with struggle. Yep. Right. Yep. And so it's like, I'm supposed to be suffering more. There's part of me that like self-sabotages because that's kind of how I got attention. I'm working really hard. So that, that's when I, my mom would acknowledge me working your heart, you know, your hardest. I'm really stressed out because if I was thinking things were too good, she would be like, oh, you got to watch out. You know, like yeah. the other shoes going to drop. Life's not that good. We're not lucky. Other people are successful. Mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen to us. Like I yeah. heard a lot of. So right now I'm like in this, it, there's that the final piece. I figured out so many things and I'm so grateful. And it's like, you got to hold the state. The law of attraction is like, you got to find out where your limiting beliefs are, redefine them. And you've got to be detached from the outcome and, and hold that. Be able to hold your happy vibe if things aren't lining up on the outside. That's not easy. It's not. But I'll tell you what, I think I'm tapped. These last couple of months, I feel like I've had a big shift. And I'm like, this is the final piece. Because yeah. I'm ready to keep creating and enjoy growth and freedom. None of this struggle anymore. So I'm excited. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. And I completely resonate with those kind of limiting beliefs around money. What I realized, I think I was recording a podcast like maybe last week and I don't even, I don't even remember what we were talking about necessarily, but I had the thought that I was struggling to get people to give me money because in my mind, spending money was painful because there was a lack of it. And I was, I'm not somebody who wants to inflict pain on another person. So like, I don't want them to give me money because for me, spending money was painful. And so it was such a huge insight. That's a huge insight. <laughs> it was so interesting to me because I was like, people actually like spending money on stuff that they like. <laughs> That's right. what money is for. Okay. It's to make their life easier and get them good things in their life. But for me, it was always a painful thing to spend money for my parents. It was always painful. Right. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. I'm with you. I think I had the same background like I always felt like I was causing my mom pain every time like she had to spend money and, and I I always thought we were going to be on the street tomorrow and I'm looking back I'm like I think we were always okay but it was that like if we don't like really struggle I mean all we did was work there was no um like I saw other families like doing stuff and having fun mm -hmm. actually I didn't that what I really saw wasn't until I went to chiropractic school I saw people really enjoying their life in Atlanta that was the first time I moved away and I was like oh wow Oh wow. Like this is really uncomfortable for me because I don't we don't we don't play. Yeah. We, we work. I went to school. I worked after school, you know, six days it's like six days a week and six days I, I work. Sundays we go to church in the morning, we clean, get ready for the next week. Like there's no downtime. Yep. You know, and so that is a hard habit to break. It's like if that's the invisible web, right? That we have that perspective. So to tap into the abundance flow and to keep it. And to think that you're worthy and to be this, you know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I like what you were saying about repeating the like one page or one chapter over and over in your life because your inputs equal your outputs. And when you're trying to stay in that state of abundance, but then you like have an environment every day that's telling you 
that you're supposed to be limited. For example, you go to a job where you make $40,000 a year and nobody appreciates you. And all the people around you are like bland, and kind of stuck in the rat race and like trying to pull you down. It's like a crabs. Have you heard the crabs in the bucket metaphor? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like when your environment is reinforcing your limiting beliefs and your limiting limited perspective of yourself, which will make it even harder. Like it's hard enough to stay in abundance when you're like isolated with good inputs and the outside is going bad. But with other people influencing us, being us so such social creatures, sorry. That was my biggest um, hurdle, I believe, was finding the right mentors because mm-hmm. I wasn't around anybody who was growing themselves. They all thought I lost my mind with, I think that was when I came back from chiropractic school, I came from some cult. I mean, yep. I guess I had the doctor title. That was, they just put me in that category. Oh, at least she's a doctor. You know, she has uh-huh. a practice. I was going on the spiritual path. I think they all thought I lost my mind. And um, and then the Rich Dad Poor Dad blew my mind. It was like, what, discovered chiropractic, the power of the baby body heals the body. And then Rich Dad's telling me, we got a, you know, passive income, asset income. And I'm like, man, if I could have known this when I was a teenager, yep. I would have set myself up totally different. But the thing is, is that I couldn't find anybody around me to partner with. Like he says, build a team. I'm like, I my accountant didn't even know what he was talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm out here on an island. But what I'm realizing, that's another pattern I have. Because I think I've always been like, got to do it myself. Got to do it myself. Like I'm an only child. My dad died when I was young. So I'm always like, got to figure it out myself. Because people might not be around. So I'm really realizing that's kind of been, it may have served for a while, right? It's good to know how to do things yourself. I'm I'm grateful that I'm very self-sufficient and strong, but at the same time, it's inhibited me because I don't know how to reach out to other people or find the right people. Cause my filter is that I'm doing this alone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've just realized that too, that I, I want to change, but you know what I'm realizing? We're definitely raising the consciousness of this planet. Like I'm excited. Like just this conversation we're having, like you don't think I'm completely crazy. Like, Years ago, <laughs> I couldn't have got this far with what I was discovering in practice. I'm like, people really thought, like, I didn't ha- I didn't know who to share it with. Yeah. But now I'm realizing it, there's more people who are ready to hear this. Yeah. It's really cool. Awesome. <laughs> it is really cool. It's really cool. And, um, yeah, it's just, oh, it just gets me going. It gets me going. And- me too. I love the vibe of you're not the first person that has said that. Like I've had other people on the pot, like, so I'm 23, which means 10 years ago, I wasn't thinking about this stuff at no. all. Like, it wasn't even kind of on my mind. Um, And I, I feel so like grateful and lucky to be a part of this time where it's like, it is such a wide open conversation because man, as much as I love Jesus, the church kind of sucks with how it yeah. teaches you and what it teaches you and the limiting beliefs that it'll impose on you. So it's just nice that the environment is what it is. Um, yeah. Sure. Now, you know, I don't want to sound blasphemous because I, anybody who I don't want to walk on anybody's toes with their beliefs, your beliefs are what your beliefs are. But when I had my gray state, so I grew up Catholic and I didn't really buy into the dogma of the church. I just felt like God loved me. You know, and I almost felt like God would be easier on me than my own mother. Like I had more fear of my mother than God. Like I yep. felt like God, God had my back. Yeah. I don't know. And then my dad died young. So I felt like he was up there in heaven. Like he was living the good life. I'm like, he left me down here in this hell. I don't know what we're doing here on earth, but we live a mess. Yep. And um, 
for when I, but then I was dating someone in chiropractic school who was Jewish. And people were like, oh, what are you going to do? You can't get married to somebody who's he's Jewish. You're Catholic. And I was like, I couldn't even put my, wrap my brain around like a different religion. You know, like it was mm-hmm. just like, what does that mean? And when you keep reading, under, uncovering truth, like, so when I had my awakening, like, okay, there's no disease. We're all creating it because of our belief system. Okay, what am I going to do with that one? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, both sides have it wrong. Jesus was here to show us that we can be like him, which he says that. I don't know why it became blasphemous. He says, we're made in his image. We can do things greater than him, right? Uh He was there to show us that we can heal. We can do things. We can create the miracles just like him. I don't think he wanted us to worship him. I think he was trying to show us the way to follow him. The awakening has to come from within. The second coming is in us. And then the Jews just killed him. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't believe anything he said. So I'm like, they, everybody had it wrong. Uh-huh. So if you look at religions, there is the, like, you find the, the same set of truth. And so I just feel like, you know, like I would tease my mom, like you'd have been one of the ones that would have wanted to crucify Jesus back in the day because he would have been completely blasphemous to you back then. Yeah. 100%. You know, and praying the rosary every day and you have all these beliefs, but we're not, to, he was trying to empower us. I really believe we're here to come into greatness, you know, and, and it's not an ego sense. It's really to embrace that we can heal ourselves. We can create miracles. We can create heaven on earth. We can live in that bliss state every day. That is what we were meant to do to transform this dense inertia, this dense frequency down here and raise it up to that love vibe. That's everything. I 100% agree with you. It was so funny. I was in small group probably like three, four, five, six months ago, maybe. And I preempted what I was going to say with, okay, I'm about to blaspheme because I understood that it was blasphemous. But I was going to say, just like Jesus would say, I'm 100% God and I'm 100% man. I think we also have that claim. We have claim to that. We are 100% God and 100% man. And we need to walk in that. And we don't walk in that. We don't hold each other accountable to walking in that. We don't like push people to walk in that. And I don't know why, because it says it right here in the Bible. Like, but anyway. I don't know either because like, I guess because the religions don't support it. Like you have to go to your priest to, to get absolution or, you know, you got to everything, the structure of our society. That's why I, I tell my book, you know, like break it down mainstream illusion because from health to money, to, to the religion, to the spirituality, like, you know, yeah, it's, it, Everything was outside in when we got to get back to being inside out, exactly. self-guided, feeling that place within. It'll change the world. We'll have peace on earth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this podcast is about dreams and goals, and we've had a lovely conversation up to now, but I do want to get to that point of the conversation. Yeah. So tell me about your dreams and goals, vision for your life. Yep. So, um, Really, my goal is every day to become a master creator in every area of my life, health, wealth, um, with other people, relationships, and um, my my expression, my perfect self-expression. You know, that's the all areas of life. And to just I and I really feel like I have figured everything out. I'm just really this final piece of getting my businesses up and running. I kind of ha- was I wasn't intending to write a book, but when they locked us down in March of 2020, it kind of derailed everything I was doing. Um, those first three years in Miami, I was building an in-person network and, um, building my online business and everything was great. But when everything closed up, I lost all my in-person events. So I kind of had to reorient myself to learn to do things online. 
Um, and I had to find new people because I lost a lot of my network because we had different beliefs. I'm always about health freedom. As a chiropractor, I don't, you know, I'm very natural. And um, yeah, and uh, I even raised my son differently, you know, so, but I wrote the book ahead of time. I wasn't planning to write a book till later, but you know what? Everybody was so in fear. I'm like, we need stories about how we heal. And so I just thought, since I have nothing else to do, I'm going to break my story down. And kind of one thing led to another. So my goal is to really just, I realized now, and, and part of me was like, maybe, I mean, I know people need to hear my message, but you know what? After these last couple of years, I feel like it's more important than ever for me to share my story of healing, how we heal ourselves. I didn't, I mean, because I kind of got tired before I was like, nobody wants to hear what I have to say. I was limiting belief, right? I like, yep. I kind of carried that like, oh, well, if they don't hear what, I, if they don't understand what I say, it's okay. I just have to live by example. I have to work on myself. And that's really where, what I was doing, creating my best life. And I really figured out every, I have everything I want. Like I, I can't say that there's much more left for me that I have. I've accomplished a lot of things. Yeah. And um, so now kind of just back to do, building my network marketing business again and um, getting my message out with my book. I, I created a masterclass course too for people to like a blueprint to how to live your best life. So I'm really just, my dream is to continue to become a master creator in every area of my life. And for me, that key piece is just the business side. I feel like I'm learning the mastery of that right now. And I really, I just want to keep empowering others to do the same. That, that's what really lights me up. I love it. I love it. And what skills do you need to develop right now to make the uh, build the network marketing business, get the message out about the book and just become yeah. this master creator? Maybe there are different skills there. So, well, you know, it's it's not. And I'm like, I was looking at that, thinking about that question. And I was like, you know, there's a lot of skills, I think, that physical skills, right, or, or mental skills that you can learn. You have to learn about things, right? If I wanted to do digital marketing, I have to learn about it. If I want to write a book, I have to learn how to, you know, the steps. But I realized this last year, I was just pushing, trying to make things happen, right? And kind of freaking out, like, because I didn't know my next step. And I kept asking for guidance, like, I just, I don't know, something just made me stop. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm spinning and I'm not quite sure what to do next. And I was asking for guidance and um, I feel like I always get my guidance when I ask, you know, and like I, I was kind of lined up what a lot of spiritual uh, YouTubers were coming on. I was getting a message and I started really listening to Bashar with Daryl Anka. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with him? I'm not actually. Okay. And his message was like, you got to, the limiting beliefs. He goes, you have to hold the state, like follow your excitement, which Abraham Hicks, I'm a big Abraham Hicks person, law of attraction, right? Which is, they say to be happy no matter what. And I understood that. I've been listening to that for years, but I've been at a different place to hear it differently now, right? It's like, you know, when you're ready for the next, like another layer or a more opened or something. Yep. And he just said, you have to follow your excitement every day. Follow your excitement. So you can't follow it anymore without attachment to the outcome. Cause I've been attached to the outcome. Cause I'm like, well, I didn't do it right. I'm excited, but I didn't have anything show up. He goes, because that's your test. Can you hold the gray state when the outside doesn't show up? And I'm like, oh, and like, I know this, you know, it's like, this is crazy. So for me, I feel like these, since 2023, it's become a very spiritual year for me. I'm very, I'm going internal. I feel like 2022 and 2021, I was in like survival mode, like, 
reorienting myself, but now I'm like back to like my flow zone. And for me, it's all internal. So can I stay in my gray state no matter what happens and follow the guidance? And I've been moment to moment doing that. And I'm really having, I feel like some breakthroughs with that. I love it. Would you say staying in your grace state is a skill that one can hone or is it something, how would you describe it? Yeah. I, 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 you can't make yourself get there. Right. I feel like I couldn't just, it's like, you can't just make something happen. That's kind of out of your control. Like even healing, mm-hmm. everybody heals different. It's not like it's kind of this gray area. It's not like you do this, this, and this, and you're going to be perfect, but it's learning to get in tune with your, your flow. So like I got into the gray state by default, but then I learned how to get myself there by being grateful, right? Doing gratitude lists, by appreciating more, by choosing the, the thing that makes me happy versus the thing that I should be doing. And really, when you're in that zone, you get everything done. There is no procrastination. There is no, like, the, there is a time flow. Yep. You know, and everything just starts, there's a synchronicity that happens when you're in that zone. So I think it's, retraining your mind to stop looking for the negative and retraining it to look for the positives and your blessings stop holding oh what's wrong blah blah and if it's if it went wrong acknowledge it but don't stay there like it ha- know it happened for a reason yeah and then get back to your happy state what can you what can you be happy about right now that's retraining your brain to work differently and and the emotions because we have trained ourselves, a society has trained us too, to stay in the suffering, in the pain, in the drama. Yep. Yeah. So, And I like how you said it. it is this kind of like gray area of like getting there. Um, but then when you're there, you like know how to access it. And it's funny that you said, you know, you've trained your mind to be grateful. But it's like there are a lot of people who could go do a gratitude list right now and they wouldn't get the same from it. And I'm talking about this because I read The Power of Now. And that really opened my mind to it. Eckhart was like, I wish I could tell you exactly how to get into the now and really what it's like. I wish I could tell you exactly what it's like, but you have to experience it for yourself. There are not words to describe it. But once you're there, you know you're there. And he's able to go back and forth. And he talks about how when he was 30 or 28, maybe he was a young man on the verge of like suicide. He hated his life into that state of bliss where he could just sit on a park bench for like 18 hours a day. <laughs> he was totally fine doing it. Like didn't even bother him. Just loved life. Right. Um, and so I like that idea of like training your mind to be grateful, but also there's this gray area where you have to get into your individual flow state. And I'm sure it's different for everybody. So. Well, because you think about we were all raised differently with different beliefs, different families, different things. And I think that's, you know, all karma that we need to come in that we wanted to experience life. We wanted our soul wanted to experience these obstacles, right, to grow from. I mean, we're here to grow and expand. I don't think we have to be caught up in the suffering. That's kind of where I think we went wrong as human nature. But um, so, you know, we all come in with different with a different background. So you have to find the place that interests you. What's the question? Like, what's the problem you want to solve for your life? Like start there. That's why I think journaling is so good. And if you don't know what it is, like start with gratitude, start with what inspires you start within the moment, like just choosing what would you really enjoy eating right now? 
There you go. Yep. Just you know let yourself mean? be happy. Yes. Like focus on what would make you happy. And then I think you're guided when you start opening up to that, you're guided to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. And I mean, that's how my life has definitely unfolded. Like, cause there's no way I could have planned the things that I've uncovered. Yeah. Rationally with my mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's see. I think we have one last question for you and then we'll kind of wrap this up. If there are one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be and how would they help you? Hmm. Can I say something like kind of metaphysical? I knew you were going to. So come on, hit me with it. Because I think, you know what I'm realizing? Like, I'm really getting a perspective that our higher self, that the part of us that is still in spirit world mm -hmm. is there to guide us. And I realize I want to do more. I really want to be in tune with that higher part of me. Yep. Like in the moment guidance. That's the part I would want to interview and, and see my own journey of like, okay, show me what I'm missing or yeah. what am I, you know, why am I keeping this pattern? You know, and that's, so I've been really like, trying to calm my mind and just listen into my guidance, whatever form it comes. But I would love to sit down with my higher self. Like, you know, when you go to see behind the scenes and like the Kashuk records and all the stuff, like, I think that's would be very cool. Yeah. 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 I gotcha. I was like 98% sure that's what you were going to say. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, once you. Yeah. I like I've been to psychics or I've been to healers and I, and I get to a point where I'm like, it's all good. And they all, they're all stepping stones. They all serve a purpose. Right. But then you get to the place where you know, the answers within. Exactly. I was going to say, once you get to like the uh, kind of knowledge level you're at and the life experience you're at, you're going to realize that everything you need is going to come from within you. And like, nobody's going to know what you need for your life better than you and the closer you get to the true you, which is really that higher self, the more you're going to know. So absolutely. There we Definitely. go. <laughs> well, Lynn, thanks so much for coming on the show. That's all we got for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I am so honored to have this conversation with you. This was so much fun. You're yes. on the same vibe as me. And it was just, I could feel the energy was just flying. Like I have, like I'm all energized up. So this was awesome. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I loved having you on too. Great show. And always like, I love how you um reminded me of that. Like, I had that realization last week about the limiting money beliefs. And then I put it fully together as you were talking of like, oh, no, it's painful for me to give money. And it has been my whole life. And that's why I don't want to hurt people. And that's why I don't accept it's money from so, It's so huge. <laughs> It really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Lynn, thanks for coming on the show. Guys, thank you for listening. If you loved what Lynn had to say, make sure to check her out. All the links to do so will be down in the show notes. Get a copy of her book, buy one for a friend and make sure to rate it. And yeah, get connected with Lynn. If you are into this type of conversation, if you want to learn more about it, I'm sure she would love to talk with you because she's a lovely person and has great energy. So on that note, thanks for listening. Lynn, thanks for coming on the show. We will see you guys on the next one. And we're out.
Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.